Yo, what's going on? It's your host, Social Introvert, and I'm back at you with another episode of Season 9. So, first I want to give a shout out um, and gratefulness to all of you for, uh, you know, I want to show gratitude to everyone for um, tuning into the podcast, uh, attempting to learn something new. Hearing some information that may go against what you've been told, what you believe, yada, yada, yada. But you're here listening um, because the information is quite valuable um, and you can utilize it uh, to help benefit your life. I cannot say that I have all the answers, um, but I certainly got directions, (laughs) many directions um, that you can go down and you know master that path or conquer it or whatever and then you you know have something to show for it and as well as um you know benefit the life of those around you so um i'm in my car right now wife is in the store searching for decor for the house so while she's in there i'm gonna record this uh podcast and for the record um this is for entertainment education purposes only um, take everything I say with a grain of salt. I'm not an attorney and I do not give out legal advice. I reserve all my rights. I reserve all of my rights. All right. Now that that's out of the way, uh, we're going to talk about churches today and by church. No, I do not mean a Christian organization or, uh, particularly, or when I say faith-based organization, it is not just Christianity. There are thousands, possibly millions of different faith-based organizations out there. But for this context, we'll be talking about faith-based organizations in the form of codified law here in the United States. I cannot say what a church is outside of the United States. Um, I can only tell you how it is defined in code, Right? that's what we're dealing with here today um like i said i'm doing this big a big special shout out to my brother who runs an organization a 501 um so yeah that's this is what we'll be talking about today uh 508s versus 501s right so I'll start with the 501c3s because that's what most of these churches out here have. Um, 501c3s, a nonprofit uh, state organization. And I'm going to go down uh, a few characteristics of a 501c3. And you may belong to a, an entity that is a 501c3 that may not be a church, maybe a, a scholarship organization. Uh, Maybe a fraternity or something. Maybe a, I don't know, a, a gift drive or charity or something like that. So we're going to go over 501c3s and the tax-exempt privileges that they have. Um, so as far as jurisdiction goes, um, which means authority of law, um, the 501c3 would be a federal status or a state resident. Okay, it will have federal status, meaning that it's recognized on 
county, state, and federal levels, because it has federal status, <laughs> uh, along with a state resident, right? So wherever you form your articles of incorporation at, um, it would be, you know, obviously beneficial for that state. You know, every state has different laws. Uh, federal pretty much glosses over all of the states, but as far as state goes, a state is particular. Um, state has several definitions as well, but for sake of this podcast, we'll just be talking about, you know, the states as we know them as, you know, the 50. Um, jurisdiction uh, 501c3 is also regulated by statutes, right? So let's go figure out what a statute is. What's the definition of a statute, right? A statue, or let me say it uh, a different way. Statute. I'll, I'll say it that way. <laughs> it's spelled S-T-A-T-U-T-E. Right? Okay, so a statute is a written law passed by a legislative body. Right? It also has the definition of a rule of an organization or institution. Right? So we just read what a statute did. Is it a written law passed by a legislative body? And for those of y'all that know the three forms of government or the three branches, you got your legislative, judicial, and um, the executive branch, right? And we understand what all three of those branches do and how they check each other because there's checks and balances. All right. Uh, Jurisdiction is secular and it is a state religious organization. So... There again, you have that it is secular, meaning that it can, I'll just say it can co-mingle between a church and the state, right? And like I said, for purposes of this, um, I'm speaking basically on churches because a lot of churches are 501c3s. I'm actually working on building a a 508, but um, I'm not, you know, complete with mine, but... We'll be going into 508s as soon as I'm done with the 501c3s. So, yes, uh, it's secular, um, which means there doesn't really have the separation of church and state, obviously. Um, and it is a state religious organization. Uh, again, like I said earlier, it's a state resident. So it's a state reg- reg- a state religious organization. Right. So let me read this. I'm sorry I'm talking a little fast. I'm in the car and it's kind of hot. State religious organization all right let's see what a state religious religious organization definition is a religious organization means a church body of communicants or group gathered in common membership whose primary purpose is for the advancement of religion mutual support and edification in piety or piety, worship, and religious observances. That is what a religious organization is. All right. Jurisdiction. Status is given and taken away at the discretion of the state. So here again, we can see that there is no separation of church and state uh, when you're operating your church under a 501c3. Right? Because at a state's notice, or at a moment's notice, a state can come take all your books, decide that they don't want you to operate no more. 
and you have no op- you have no option but to shut down. <laughs> you have no option but to shut down, right? Um, and some of the benefits here are uh, charitable, educational, scientific, medical, or religious purpose for the benefit of the state and the general public. That's gain or profit for benefits, right? So there you have it, a 501c3. I'll run through some things again for it. A 501c3 tax-exempt privilege is a non-profit or not-for-profit state organization, meaning that it is governed by the state. Uh, the jurisdiction is, has federal status as it is a state resident. It is regulated by statutes, which are created by legislative bodies. Uh, it is secular meaning that there is no separation of church and state. It is the same. Uh, And it is a state religious organization. Uh, Status is given and can be taken away at the discretion of the state, along with the benefits being charitable, educational, scientific, medical, or religious purpose for the benefit of the state and the general public. All right, so these are what most churches are. They are 501c3s. They are non-profit charitable organizations. Now, when we come over to a 508C1A, now keep in mind there are several different versions of 501s. There are several different versions of 508s. So the one I just went over was a 501C3 as those are the most common. And now I'll be talking about 508, but in particular a C1A, which would be characterized as a faith-based organization or FBO. So for 508, uh, some of the tax-exempt privileges are mandatory, right? There's a difference when you have a privilege versus a right, and then there are things that are mandatory, right? So as you heard me say with a 501c3, it is a tax-exempt privilege that they have, which can be taken away. But with a 508c1a, it's a mandatory exception, meaning that they are non-taxable and not for state profit organization so jurisdiction under authority of law they would have a foreign status and you would be a church resident therefore you do not belong to the state you belong to the church similar to the vatican all right property of the vatican okay uh as far as whether who legislates it or who regulates it the statues do not apply here Jurisdiction is regulated privately. What does that mean? A church, a 508 normally comes with a constitution, um, articles, bylaws, and stuff like that. There are some churches that operate in this manner, but um, unless you ask, you probably won't know. Um, under jurisdiction as well, there's a very clear definition and distinction between separation of church and state right? The separation of church and state applies to a faith-based organization under a 508c1a only, not a 501c3. There is no separation of church and state. Um, The status is established and surrendered by informed consent or default. Okay, so the status is established, meaning that someone or something establishes their status right and it cannot be given the 501c3 
your status can be taken away with a 508C1A, it is surrendered by informed consent or default. Okay. And as far as benefits for gain or profit, charitable, educational, scientific, medical, or religious purpose for the benefit of the church and public at large. There are very key words here because it sounds the same from a 501c3 and a 508c1a until you get to that last sentence. When you hear a 501c3 nonprofit, it says for the benefit of the state and general public. And when you have a 508c1a, it says for the benefit of the church. Let's read 501c3 again. Benefit of the state, 508c1a benefit of the church and the public at large 501c3 benefit for the state and the general public 508c1a for the benefit of the church and the public at large public at large what does that mean (laughs) What does that mean? The public at large. The public at large. What do y'all think that means? I'm waiting for somebody to give me an answer. (laughs) I'm just playing y'all. Okay, so yeah, the public at large is a different terminology from the general public. Um, As we know, the general public generally includes everybody, right? That would be like every U.S. citizen as the general public. Mm. I just had a really good sip of water. So let me tell y'all, I use this perfect analogy. There's a difference between a U.S. citizen and a U.S. national. The U.S. citizens are the general public. The U.S. nationals will be the public at large. If you understand the difference between citizens and nationals, then you would, I think you would get it. Mm. I use a better example. All NBA players would be the general public and then the superstars would be the public at large. I'll put it that way. Uh, There's a, it's kind of, that's the best way I can put it. (laughs) Y'all can go look up some definitions. Y'all can go look up some definitions to try and figure out the difference, I guess, in law between general public and public at large. But I'm just telling y'all what it is. From my point of view, the general public and the public at large. At large. So now, um, as y'all can see, there is a very clear and distinct difference between a 501c3 if you're trying to start a nonprofit or a church or something like that, or a religious organization. And then there's a difference between a 508C1A if you're trying to start a religious organization or what have you, right? So, um, what's something else that I can bring up? Hmm. I'll leave it there. I think that's enough information for today. 
think for those of you that want to actually get around to setting up an organization or a nonprofit, I think this would be beneficial for you. Um, I'm sure you can find templates online or find someone to help you set one up. I would advise that you set your own up. Sure, you can use a template as a base and then, you know, alter it the way it's unique. But um, yeah, I think I think that's a good start for y'all. That's a good start. I think that's more than enough information for you to want to look into a 508C1A or a 501C3 if you think that might be better fitted for your operations. So that's it for today. Um, I'm glad I got it done early. And it's a Tuesday, so I'm finally getting back to doing these on Tuesdays. And I hope you will enjoy the rest of your day, your evening, your night, morning, wherever you are in the world that is listening. Until next time, folks, you can go on my website at www.linktree.com forward slash sonnetter. And you will find my book, Get Rid of Yourself. My second book, uh, Hack Yourself, Design Your Life, or Accept Your Fate. You can also get my stock options volatility course, as well as my song memories on there. You can find everything you need on there, guys. So until next time, folks, share with your family, share with your friends. I continue to tune in every Tuesday or Wednesday that I record. Because the information is about to pick up real heavy. That is my car. I'm about to go inside Hobby Lobby. And I hope you all enjoy the rest of your time. We play this as many times as you need to. And if you know somebody looking to start a church or a faith-based, or faith-based organization, uh, reach out to them. Tell them to check out this podcast. All right, folks.